Good evening, everybody. Thank you for being here on this uh, not-so-perfect night and weather. Hopefully, when we leave here tonight, it'll, it'll be clear for everyone to make it home. I'd like to call this meeting of February 22nd, 2023, to order. I'd like to ask Councilmember Beal to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you. Would you all please rise and join me in saluting the flag of our great nation? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mayor Holloway? Here. Mayor Pro Tem Gamble? Here. Councilmember Beal? Here. Councilmember Figueroa? Here. Councilmember McGurr? Thank you. Item one, presentations and proclamations. Item one, one, um, we're going to call upon our Chief of Police Services, Captain Kennedy, to introduce our new, new school resource officer. Good evening, Mr. Mayor and members of the City Council. Um, thank you. Tonight, our school safety deputy, Fernando Rocha, will be giving you an update on our schools. And he's going to provide you with an overview of post-COVID challenges um, involving our students. Good evening, Deputy. Welcome. Welcome. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, and good evening, members of the City Council. I'd like to start by uh, thanking you all for allowing me to speak here. Um, I am uh, the new school resource officer, also known as the child safety deputy. I have been uh, working in Rancho Santa Margarita all my patrol career. Uh, as such, I've been afforded a lot of uh, special opportunities to work special enforcement and other specialty details, uh, most notably, and one of the ones I hold dear um, is a child safety deputy. Uh, so with your permission, I'd like to present uh, our latest on school trends and our, uh, the department's approach towards school safety. Please go ahead. So in the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, we, uh, we have a total of 19 schools in total. At the beginning of this year, that total was 9,300 students enrolled throughout the city of Rancho Santa Margarita. And because we, we have Saddleback Unified, we also have Cabell and a number of private schools. As such, the uh, ages for the students range anywhere between two years old and 19 years old. So a lot of what we, our approach is, is for school interaction. And as doing, as in regards to doing so, we like to promote uh, community policing. Uh, in order to do so, we take a number of approaches and we go to a numerous amount of schools to improve our visibility and open our relations with not only the student body, but the faculty. Uh, for our most notable uh, highlights these past given year was, for instance, the pumpkin giveaway. Now, these pumpkins are raised, are, excuse me, are raised at an Orange County jail facility, and we had an, over 140 pumpkins donated to five different schools for foundational kids. Um, I am myself and my partners attend these events, and we uh, decorate uh, the pumpkins with the kids, which they seem to love, and that also affords us the ability to enhance our relationship with the uh, student body and the faculty. Now, the Red Ribbon Week is especially uh, fundamental for us, we visit a number of schools. We've spoken to a number of students about the importance of staying away from drugs, alcohol, tobacco, and the importance of eating healthy and working out. 
One of our foundations in our department is a healthy body breeds a, spell, a healthy mind, and a healthy mind allows for higher education. Now we also put on a number of programs uh, in association with uh, the school institutions and uh, along with uh, Orange County Fire Authority and, and California Highway Patrol. Most notably was our Every 15 Minutes project. Uh, in, that, in that project, it's a program put on by Orange County Fire Authority who partners with California Highway Patrol and Orange County Sheriff's Department to teach students the dangers and consequences of driving under the influence. We set up a mock DUI crash that involves fatalities. The crash was set up at Santa Margarita Catholic High School and all the actors involved were students of Santa Margarita High School. All the juniors and seniors came out to see the event and at the end, a retired um, Orange County Fire Authority captain comes out and speaks about his family and how they were affected when his daughter was killed by a drunk driver. This father is also a resident of Rancho Santa Margarita and all his kids went to Santa Margarita Catholic High School. This event shows the kids firsthand the tragic effects that drinking and driving has to a family and also a community. Now fundamentally, I am a law enforcement officer. So as such, I have to address certain crimes against children, school threats, and crimes that occur on campus. Within the scope of our law enforcement authority, we not only respond to possible crimes on campus, but we also maintain high visibility within the schools in order to prevent crime and offer our availability to faculty members and staff and students. Kids can suffer crimes at home. We understand that being at school is only a portion of their day. As such, I work diligently with Family Protection and Special Victims Unit when I come across cases in which case students, children, and juveniles are victims of any type of physical or mental abuse. We also are involved in instruction and presentation. We believe that educating the students is the best way to have uh, preventive medicine towards them becoming victims of crimes or at least to be able to be aware of the situations around them. So post-COVID, we've, uh, we've noticed that a byproduct of virtual learning has made children extremely comfortable with technology. Their trust in technology has led to an increase in both cyberbullying and technology-related crimes, such as TikTok challenges. We've come across that across social media, and we're working to address that as diligently as we can. One of the approaches that we take is our department has taught some of the most influential student groups, mainly being sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and teaching them what to be cautious of when using technology. As such, we've been able to prevent a number of incidents before they actually happened. We also work in, uh, in partnership with the Parent Project. Now, the Parent Project is through collaboration with Partnership and School Administration. We identify parents of at-risk youth and allow them and uh, facilitate them to be able to uh, participate in our project. The project is a course that takes two hours a week and 10 weeks to complete. It allows students to understand the difficulties that they face today and the parents to learn to address issues such as family conflict, childhood trauma, gang involvement, violence, and runaway situations. I also conduct instruction at these uh, at the school institutions. One such uh, instruction that I give is deny, evade, and engage. 
With today's atmosphere, this has ever been more prevalent in regards to school safety and the safety of our children. I conduct deny, evade, engage training with all teachers at the Saddleback uh, Valley Unified and any other school upon request. So we're not limited to Capital, we're not limited to Saddleback. As long as they are willing to learn and they are willing to offer uh, their time, we, allow our we al offer our resources and our instruction. We ensure the teachers understand option-based response to school threats. For example, what should, should a critical incident occur and they're in the middle of recess, what best areas of evacuation or reunification they can address. Uh, in regards to a tactical scope, we also uh, teach fundamentals in regards to safety, where to position themselves should a critical incident occur, and where to locate themselves in order for law enforcement to actually locate them quicker. We use a number of informational sources to analyze. Using these avenues, we've actually been able to prevent quite a bit of crimes and in cases of self-harm. Uh, one, such, one such program that we use uh, quite frequently is the Texatip. So the Texatip is a program that we use to promote between students and parents uh, and encourage them to abide by the see something, say something. We love this approach because this approach allows us to get ahead of the situation. There's been too many times where we've actually have been late and had to respond. But with the Texatip, we are actually able to take proactive measures and involve ourselves either directly or through resources such as mental health counseling or other activities such as that. Every summer we do our training uh, in regards to critical incidences at school institutions. This, uh, this past summer, we trained for two days at the Santa Margarita Catholic High School over responding on an active shooter. We helped with lockdown drills. We taught the deny, evade, and engage. And we taught teachers what changes in behavior and clues to look for in students who may then be potentially become a threat. Through training in accordance with the Orange County Sheriff's Department, child safety officers undergo rigorous institution, um, excuse me, rigorous instruction in the disciplines regarding response to critical incidents and life-saving tactics and techniques. For example, this last year I was very fortunate to attend a multi-agency Southern California active shooter training event that occurred in Mission Viejo, in which we partnered with uh, Laguna Beach, California Highway Patrol, Orange County Fire Authority, and reacted to a mock active shooter situation at a mosque in Mission Viejo. The tactics and the, and the training that we got from that allowed us to broaden our, our tactics and our approach to future uh, situations should they ever occur. Along with that, that allows me to, to facilitate threat assessments for schools and response uh, planning for those schools should something occur so we know where to have egress and uh, reunification, which is usually the most important part. As I mentioned before, we have been addressing a number of byproducts from the pandemic. Even though the pandemic was a couple of years ago, we are still reeling from those effects. Uh, one such is that we knew that children were experiencing mental health crisis before the pandemic, but with the pandemic, it seemed to have gotten worse through virtual learning, isolation, and such. Schools are addressing the issue and they have risen to meet the challenge. Along with our partnership with the department, it takes a whole community to support kids. Most schools now employ a full-time rotating psychologist, even at the elementary school level. And I'm happy to report 
that to date, there have been no instances where myself, the child safety deputy, has needed to transport a child to a psychiatric facility. And a lot of that has to do with the resources that are offered at the schools in partnership with us so we can prevent the situations before they actually get out of hand. Now this is an ongoing issue that we are meeting head on. We understand that students ride and with a disregard for law, especially with the e-bikes. We've seen multiple instances where they ride around without helmets, driving on the wrong side of the road and whatnot. However, we are taking a proactive approach. Uh, we, we are increasing our proactivity. We're stopping students and educating them or in worst cases, issuing a citation. We mainly try to uh, remain in the area of education because we believe that they're, they are younger of age. They, we don't all make great uh, choices at that age. So we've, we believe that educating them is fundamental to them making better choices in the future. Um, along with that, we also offer many programs, one that's put on here at City Hall. It's an e-bike course in which the kids are taught uh, the laws in regards to traffic, and they can also practice on their e-bikes for safety riding. I'd like to thank you for your time. Thank you, any comments or questions for the deputy? Just want to say uh, thank you so much, Deputy, for, for being here. And we're very fortunate that um, someone with your experience with our city is staying on to become our school resource officer. And for those of you that in the audience, anytime there's one or more deputies, I, I'm going to be telling this, as any of us would be, the three deputies that you see here tonight are directly responsible for this city being the safest city in the state of California. And we just want to recognize them as often as we can because it's no small task. Those of you, there's parents and students here and administrators. So it's nice to know that, um, well, beyond nice, that's an understatement, that uh, the men and women of the Orange County Sheriff's Department uh, are directly responsible for that. And we're going to be acknowledging them as often as we can. Um, Thank you so much. I'm glad to see the e-bike program. Because <laughs> yes, sir. As I watch a 14-year-old go 35 miles an hour without a helmet down the street, I'm, you know, it's it's something we all think about because at 14 you you're never going to get hurt. So thank you so much for um, doing that because it's it's so important that the kids, and I know some of the schools are, are starting to do that if they if they haven't already, uh, the e-bike education. But we very much appreciate everything that you do. Oh, thank you very much, thank sir. All right, item 1.2, um, I'd like to invite forward uh, the president of the Rancho Santa Margarita Chamber of Commerce, Josh Bastian. Good evening, Josh. Good evening. Uh, thank you very much. Um, Mayor Holloway, Mayor Pro Tem Gamble, uh, city council and city staff, um, thank you for the opportunity this evening uh, to give you an update on the chamber. Um, but before I give the update, um, I wanted to bring up something that you did bring up as well. Uh, safest city in California. That's a huge deal. Uh, great work, Captain Kennedy. Um, kudos to you and your team um, for making that happen. I can't tell you how proud my wife and I are to live in this city. Um, but funny story about that. Uh, my wife and I, or my wife has a business colleague uh, that's a franchisee for a big, giant uh, restaurant brand. And he lives in Danville, California, which, as we all know, uh, was the former safest city. 
in California. But while they were getting acquainted, she told him where she lived, and he knew at the time Danville was number one and Rancho Santa Margarita was number two. And he gave her some jabs about living in the second safest city. Um, so last month, while we were on vacation uh, in the Dominican Republic, we're literally on the beach, and we got the news that Santa Margarita was now listed as the safest city in California, and she didn't hesitate to reach out to that man. And uh, he congratulated her on living in RSM and let her know that the folks in Danville may export some of their criminal element uh, to our city to help their numbers in the future. So um, there's been some friendly banter back and forth with, amongst a couple of residents of the top two safest cities in California um, of the greatest state in the union, in my opinion. But again, great work. Uh, congratulations, and thank you all for everything you do uh, for all of us who have the good fortune of calling Rancho Santa Margarita home. Thanks, guys. Now, for a chamber update, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, we got a busy March. Uh, first, we had a great meeting with um, City Manager Cervantes and uh, Assistant Manager Cheryl Cuda to share some visions and goals uh, for the year, and we really appreciate the opportunities for collaboration with the city, so thank you very much for that. We're currently working on implementing a monthly payment system for our membership through USAG. Uh, this will allow home and small businesses to have a monthly automatic pay uh, payment for cham chamber membership to help alleviate the one-time annual fee. So the fee's a little big at the end of the year, so a monthly fee, automatic withdrawal for an, from an account, it's just going to uh, help weather the storm through the year. <clears throat> Last night, we had uh, Congresswoman Young Kim's staff at our board meeting to get better acquainted with us and discuss how the Congresswoman could help us out um, it's been a few years since we've had anyone from the fe federal government take notice about our uh, business community in the city of Rancho Santa Margarita. They let us know the Congresswoman loves RSM and uh, is proud to represent us in Washington. So that was good news to have them there. Um, this Friday, February 24th, as many of you know, uh, we're going to have a meet and greet for uh, Assemblywoman Kate Sanchez, it's expected to be a great turnout. Uh, we have six sponsors, so it's a, a big event. Um, we've got over 80 people attending, so it's going to be a, a nice morning. I hope to see many of you guys there. Um, Santa Margarita Little League opening ceremonies moved to March 3rd, uh, so a week from Friday because of the rain, a little bit of rain we're going to have possibly some snow. My kids are freaking out. They're hoping there's going to be a snow day. Um, but uh, they're going to put up a, a, a banner in their outfield all season uh, promoting Rancho Family Fest. Um, so, and we'll have an, uh, uh, we'll be able to announce what's going to happen with that um, at uh, the opener. Uh, but next month, we have our St. Patrick's Day mixer at USAG on March 14th. Uh, at U.S. Alliance Group's office. This will be our second St. Patrick's Day Mixer. It's a great time. Uh, Fadi and his team host an incredible event, so you don't want to miss that one. We also have a, a quad chamber mixer scheduled with our chamber. We're partnering with Mission Viejo. 
Lake Forest, Ladera Ranch. Um, Mission Viejo is going to kick it off on March 16th at Custom, Custom Comfort Mattress in Mission Viejo. Uh, then we're going to host one on May 24th at Harris Creek. So you'll all want to be at that one. And did you guys know that we had a gold exchange in RSM? Did you know that? You did? I didn't know that. We do. They're a member of our chamber now, and we'll be doing a ribbon-cutting ceremony at Crown Gold Exchange, March 23rd, 4 to 5, to celebrate their 10-year anniversary. So I hope you guys can make it to that one. Now, this is a big deal, the one I'm going to announce. On Thursday, March 30th, by the way, March is going to be super busy for us, and uh, it's going to kick us off for the whole year. Um, RSM, us, the RSM Chamber, and our partner, RSM Cares, is participating in Applied Medicals Community Resource Expo. Uh, the details are, I'll read it to you, Applied Medical invites you to participate in our Community Resources Expo, <clears throat> excuse me, on Thursday, March 30th, at our Rancho Santa Margarita campus. This is a wonderful opportunity for your business or organization to showcase your services and offer, offer, offerings to our team members, this event is at no cost to participating businesses and organizations. That's March 30th. Applied Medical, one of our big chamber members, is hosting a big event to showcase all of our businesses. So I encourage everyone to be there. Um, Applied Medical is home to approximately 3,800 team members. As an active member of our community, Applied Medical offers the community, community resources to connect our team to local organizations offering education, services, programs, and other resources. Um, I hope you guys can all be there. It's Thursday, March 30th at 1130 in the morning at the Rancho Santa Margarita Big Campus. So we love that they're uh, pot committed to our community, and um, we're lucky to have them. Last couple of things. Uh, the chamber is kicking off our Government Affairs Committee in March. We've spoken to many of our chamber members to find out what more that we can do to help them, and many of them said we'd like to be more informed about legislation that could be coming down the pipe that could adversely affect their business. A good example of this is AB 257, or what's uh, called the Fast Food Recovery Act. The bill was slated to go into law on January 1st uh, of this year and would have given an appointed 10-member state council or fast food council wide-ranging authority over fast food and fast casual restaurants. So think of all the restaurants that we enjoy, Starbucks, those types. Um, wide-ranging authority, the council could raise the minimum wage to $22 an hour for entry-level type positions, sweeping a floor, things like that. 22 bucks an hour in 2023 and up to 3.5% annually after that. We talked to many restaurant owners. They simply couldn't afford to stay in business in our city with those high labor uh, expenses. Now, while I can appreciate um, people wanting to make more money, the trade-off for this law would be a $25 latte. Even the people who would be making 22 bucks an hour couldn't afford the latte. 
Um, so the objective of the Government Affairs Committee would be to work closely with the Cal Chamber and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to make some noise about bad bills that would hurt businesses before they become law. Um, so that's what's happening in March. Um, I wanted to thank you guys all again for your hard and your hard work and your continued support for the business community and economic development for the safest city in California. Thanks, Josh, guys. Josh, thank you very much. Um, for those of you in the audience who have ever, who have ever enjoyed any of our community activities, um, chances are the Chamber of Commerce was, were involved in a bulk of those. And um, I think their goal is, to, is for every business to have as long as a line as you see it in and out every day. Then we know that we're successful. And please remember to shop and dine in Rancho Santa Margarita because all of those sales tax dollars come back to us and um, help us put together what you see. And all the members of the Chambers of, Co of Commerce are volunteers. So thank you so much, Josh, for what you do and coming out here tonight. Thank you. Night. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, that's good for Josh. Probably learning a lot more about the city than you knew before you got here. Item 1.3, student recognition program, the highlight of our night. Um, I'd like to invite forward our Mayor Pro Tem to help me out with that. We have three schools here tonight with students and staff and some administration. First school tonight is Cielo Vista Elementary School, and I'd like to invite forward Principal Dr. Frances Hansel and any school staff that might be with her. Come on up, please. Let's hear it for Principal. We have two students tonight that are going to be being recognized. I'd like to invite up Audrey Lopez first. Audrey, come on up. We're going to talk a little bit about Audrey. Audrey is a sixth grade student and has been selected for recognition by the staff at Cielo Vista Elementary School. Audrey is a very responsible, highly motivated, and hardworking student. Audrey is an excellent role model. She is kind and never hesitates to help Miss Ashley or a fellow student in the classroom. Audrey is involved in several groups at Cielo Vista. She's a, she is a member of the Peer Assisted Leadership Team, the FNL Kids and Kindness Club. Audrey is a very talented artist as well. She designed a beautiful Second Steps poster about bullying that hangs in the classroom. Audrey is truly a gem. Now, on behalf of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, everyone on our staff, and the rest of the residents in the city, we'd like to congratulate you on this recognition. Let's hear it for Audrey. Well, yeah, um, can't say enough. She's a wonderful role model. Um, Mrs. Ashby couldn't be here tonight, her sixth grade teacher, but um, we 
partnered with OCDE for F FNL Kids, which is an organization that helps students become leaders. And she just steps up for everything. She always gives it her best and an incredible artist. So someone to watch for. We're very proud of her. Thank you very much. Let's hear it for Audrey. Any of Audrey family want to come up? We'll get some pictures real quick. Doesn't have to be that quick. We have time. It's a big deal. We'd next like to invite up Cielo Vista student, Leo Geronimo. Leo, come on up. Leo's good. Leo Geronimo is a sixth grade student and has been Excuse me. Selected for recognition by the staff at Cielo Vista Elementary School. Leo is described by his teacher as a great student and has shown great improvement and has come so far with his social skills. Leo is friendly to everyone. He enjoys music and is a great role model to his peers. Now, on behalf of all the residents in the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, our city council and staff, and the staff at your school, we'd like to congratulate you on this recognition. Congratulations, young man. We're very proud of Leo. He's come a long way. He's uh, one of the students in our SAI basic classroom. So that's um, a student that has an individualized education plan. Um, he's also very talented on the ukulele. So if you ever want to hear someone play some good music, look out for Leo. Family, come on up. We'll get some pictures. Come on, everybody. We've got plenty of room up here. Our next school is Las Flores Elementary School, and I'd like to invite forward Principal Holly Weissman and teachers Ms. Katnick and Ms. Linder. Come on up, please. 
Let's hear it for all these teachers, administrators. They work so hard. And we would like to invite forward student Catherine Kennedy. Catherine. Let's talk a little bit about Catherine. She is a fourth grade student and has been selected for recognition by the staff at Las Flores Elementary School. Catherine is a model student who excels in her classwork. She has been selected to participate in the Las Flores Peer Assistant and Leadership Program, where she collaborates with her peers to make a difference not only in school, but also in her community. Outside of school, Catherine assists her mom with a nonprofit business making personal care packages for young girls in underprivileged areas in South Orange County. Wow. Catherine is an exemplary Las Flores Cub. Now, on behalf of all the residents in this city, our city staff, everyone in this audience, your, your teachers and your principal, we'd like to congratulate you on this achievement. Congratulations, Catherine. So I'm going to pass this to her teachers in just a second, but I do want to say that at Las Flores, we do work really hard to educate our children in the foundations of character, which are at our school, to be respectful, responsible, and ready to learn. And Catherine really does demonstrate that every day all over campus. She's just, I mean, look at that smile. Come on. Come on. She's just such a great girl, and um, she comes from an amazing family with, I know, mom and dad and brothers that adore her and a new baby sister that just thinks she's the best thing ever. So we just appreciate you, Catherine, and are thankful that you're representing us today. Well, ditto to what Mrs. Wiseman said. The Kennedy family is an amazing family, and we just adore having Catherine in our class. Mrs. Katnick and I are her team teachers, and um, she just amazes us daily on her connections that she makes to our learning and just makes learning so much fun for others. She's really a great student to have in class. And I agree with everything Mrs. Linder said. The one thing that stands out to me with Catherine is she is an active listener. She doesn't miss a beat. Her hand is up to participate all the time. And so we love that about her. She's, she was actually selected not by just the two of us, but she was selected by um, the fourth grade team. We all sat together and said, Catherine definitely deserves this award. So great job. Let's get everybody up. Come on, bring the whole crew. Come on up, everybody. And while they're working their way up here, please, whenever you talk to a teacher or administrator, thank them for what they do for our kids. It takes a team, and this group here, like all the teachers and administrators in our schools, are just outstanding. Thank you guys so much for what you do. Come on up. Get on in here. Don't love each other. Get on in there. 
There she is. There she is. Hi, sweetie. Next, we're going to recognize a couple of students from Las Flores Middle School, and I'd like to invite forward Principal Michael Kim. Yeah, more. We have two students, but the first one tonight I'd like to invite up is Ellie Levesque. Did I do okay? Okay. L. Oh, okay. Sorry. L. Elle is a seventh grade student and has been selected for recognition by the staff at Las Flores Middle School. Elle is an exemplary student who especially enjoys writing and is currently working on a screenplay. Wow. Elle is enrolled in drama and acting classes at Saddleback College, plays team volleyball, and is an active member of Lion's Heart, a national nonprofit service organization for teen volunteering and leadership dedicated to a positive social impact. Elle is a compassionate, hardworking, and respectful young lady. She nurtures peace around her and has a level of intellectual maturity head and shoulders above her classmates. On behalf of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, all of our residents, our city staff, our city council, and everyone in your school that supports you, we'd like to congratulate you on this outstanding achievement. Congratulations, Elle. Uh, excuse me. Just a little bit that I'd like to share about Elle. Um, last year was my first year at Las Flores Middle School, and um, we get the pleasure of listening to a lot of performances from our choir and music theater departments. And so Elle was performing, and I was like, oh, this girl, this eighth grader, in my mind, uh, is going to go on to do amazing things at Tesoro High School. Uh, turns out she was only a sixth grader at the time. <laughs> so um, all that to say, thank you for all that you're doing for our campus, for putting on so many great performances with your voice, your acting, and also that we get to have the uh, extended pleasure of having you one more year next year. So thank you all. Family, come on up.
Next, I'd like to invite forward Addison Lim. Come on up, Addison. Addison is a seventh grade student and has been selected for recognition by the staff at Las Flores Middle School. Addison is a first year leadership student who has quickly become a top leader. Given any task, Addison goes out of his way to make it the best, often working beyond school hours. Addison is a kind, creative, and diligent individual. In addition, he is gifted with technology, creating videos on his own time to support the school. Addison is an active participant in Las Flores Pride STARS Volunteer Service Organization, offering his time to help others in the community. Every choice Addison makes is to improve Las Flores and to help the school's, the school's bears have a better day. Now, on behalf of the residents of Santa Margarita, our city staff, everyone in this audience, and your city staff and, and your school staff and teachers, we'd like to congratulate you on this honor. Congratulations. I guess it's my turn again. So Addison, again, seventh grader, um, is just a, a good role model of being uh, our core values of being honest, engaged, respectful, and taking ownership. So he does that daily as a leadership student and all around campus. Most vividly, we uh, he helped participate, or he didn't participate, but he helped set up our staff uh, versus student uh, football game. Well, it started with students first. It was a tournament. And then the staff... Uh, we we got our bones uh, creaking and we got some stretching going on and we played. We lost, but Addison was there cheering us on, always being a team player, always knowing what to do, what to say, uh, and always looking out for the best interests of our Bears. So thank you, Addison, and thank you for being a Bear. Appreciate it. Come on, Dad, family, come on up. Take some pictures. Let's hear it one more time for the students, the administrators, and the teachers. How should they know how fun it is to be us? Because all of you are smiling. I mean, are, we, we can put a picture of Because we have smiling, happy families. Not always it's the wonderful. Case, yeah. Yeah, not always the case in, in very government. glad that you're here. Yes. Item 1, 1.4 on the agenda, Certificate of Recognition, Business Recognition to South County Signs and Banners. Uh, Tracy Bernstein, store owner, come on up. Please.
The City Council desires to distinguish with appreciation businesses that have made a significant contribution to the success and prosperity of this community. South County Signs and Banners is a family-owned and operated business that contributes to the economic success of Rancho Santa Margarita. South County Signs and Banners is known throughout South Orange County for their quick service and low prices and specialize in business signs, vehicle lettering, custom decals, and stickers, A-frames, A-frame window lettering banners and custom signs, signs of all sizes. I get that right? Most of it? 50. You guys do, you guys do a lot for sure. Yeah. There was so much there, I got lost in it. South County Signs and Banners was established in 2002 by Tracy, a resident of Rancho Santa Margarita since 1998, <laughs> who made the decision to start her own business when her son was seven years old in order to have flexibility to work her own schedule while raising her child. Whereas living and working in Rancho Santa Margarita has provided Tracy with everything she could ask for, a beautiful and safe place to live and work, amazing clients and business associates, great friends, and lasting relationships. There's more. <laughs> After all that, on behalf of all of our residents and the people outside the city that come to, to use your business, we'd like to congratulate you on your achievements and what you have done for this community. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to hand over the mic a little bit so you can talk a little bit more about your business. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, been doing it for 22 years now. Uh, I am my only employee. Yeah, and my son helped me out when he was little, but now he's out of the house and on his own. And uh, my recently husband there of two years, I put him to work sometimes. Um, he doesn't appreciate it, but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just love working in the city and living in the city and it's a great place to, to do it. Wonderful. Thank you yeah, so much. I appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. It's an honor. Come on up, everybody. Come on up. <laughs> Come on up. Everybody that wants in this picture, we got to have at least 10. Come on up. <laughs> Shy group.
all you students, you don't have to stay, but just know that your teachers and administrators will give you extra credit if you do. <laughs> Well, I guess they don't need the extra credit. Okay. That was quick. That's what happens when you have all the high achievers here. You know, they don't need it, right? All right. Item two, schedule of future events. We have no events to announce this evening. Thank you. All right. Item three, public comments. This is the time to address the city council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the city council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person and a time limit of 15 minutes for this segment of the public comments portion of the agenda. We do have two e-comments. First one from Peggy Chambers. And her question is, will the RSM sign on Antonio near to Harris Creek ever be replaced? And obviously we can't go into too much depth here, but the answer is yes. And it's uh, in, in, the, in the process right now. Excuse me. Our second e-comment is from Chris McLaughlin. I see Chris that you are here. Do you want me to read it or do you want to come up? You want to be? You want to speak under four three? Yes. Okay. All right. We have any other public comments? There are none. Okay. Thank you. Item four: consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar are to be approved in one motion, unless a council member, staff, or a member of the public requests a separate action on a specific item on the consent calendar. Um, Greg, do. Does, do I make that request for 4.3 or does the citizen make that request? To only, yes. Oh, only us. Okay, so I will ask that we remove item 4.3. Are there any other items to be removed? All those in Second. favor? Aye. 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 Motion carries. Item 4.3, approval of minutes. Mr. McLaughlin? Good evening, City Council. Um, just really quickly, uh, I noticed you canceled the last meeting for February 8th, and I looked tonight in the minutes, and uh, the minutes say at the end of the meeting that you'll have the meeting on February 8th, and then you didn't. And so I'm kind of wondering how that process happens and why isn't it more accounted for. Uh, I imagine uh, you probably have a good reason or I think the cancellation notice doesn't state a reason it's usually posted the Friday before the meeting the next Wednesday is canceled um, I don't think you've ever given a reason uh, when it's been canceled but I kind of think about how can that process possibly happen outside of a Brown Act violation I figure either a majority of the City Council talks amongst themselves and decides not to have the meeting or maybe the mayor has the power to just cancel it but we don't know any of that because it's not documented anywhere and you don't, I guess, feel obligated to give a reason. There's probably not a law that requires you to or else you'd follow it. So um, I look at the minutes and think, well, now that we know the meeting was canceled, where is that sort of covered in terms of 
why do the minutes still say that there will be a meeting that didn't happen and nothing further until tonight? So it doesn't make any logical sense to me. The real issue is really what happens when you cancel a meeting and why is there no reason given and is it a good reason or should we speculate about what kind of bad reasons it could be? So those are my comments. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, there's very good reason. Not, not all roads lead to a Brown Act violation, so I'll ask the city manager to explain why that meeting was canceled. And just to let you know, it, it happened after the close of the last meeting, so it wasn't an intentional evil act. Uh, first, I'd like to address, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor, members of the city council. I would like to address the um, issue that was presented in the e-comment and then also tonight that the minutes reflect what was said at the meeting and at the meeting of um, January 25th at that time, the next regularly scheduled meeting was um, February 8th, and that's why it's reflected in the minutes that way. After said meeting, the meeting, the next meeting was canceled. Uh, frankly, uh, staff did not have uh, agenda items prepared for the next meeting, and therefore there was no necessity to have a meeting. Thank you very much. Um, any other comments on item 4.3? Questions or comments? I'd like to have a motion to move the item. So moved. Second. 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 Have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion carries. Thank you. Item 5, public hearing items. We have none. Item 6, continued items. We have none. Item 7, new business. We have none. Item 8, we're back to public comments. This is the time to address the City Council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person. This segment of the public comments portion of the agenda shall not exceed a total of 15 minutes. Any public comments? We have none. Thank you. Item 9, City Manager Report 9.1, Southern California Edison Company Energy Efficiency Light Emitting Diode Fixture Replacement Update. City Manager Cervantes. Yes, thank you very much. At the uh, January 11th City Council meeting, staff presented an option uh, related to Southern California Edison, whereby Edison would replace the, LED, the light fixtures with LED fixtures throughout the city and in anticipation of the city receiving substantial savings over the next 20 plus years. As a result of that, one of the issues or one of the topics of discussion was related to the temperature of the lights, what they would look like uh, in the field. And we at that time indicated that we would come back to the council once we had done a little bit more research, uh, that we were authorized to proceed forward, but that we would come back with some more information regarding the temperature of the lights. The city engineer and myself went out and looked at a couple of locations that were provided to us by Edison where there was a transition from the higher wattage to the lower wattage lighting, and we determined that the best uh, scenario would be to go with the lower 3,000 Kelvin lighting throughout the city, except for at the intersections where we are undergoing the, the uh, decorative lighting um, the light poles, those would have the, the higher 4,000. So just those primary intersections would have the 4,000, but all other arterials and residential streets would have the 3,000 Kelvin. They're a little bit softer and they mimic what we have today. 
And, and so I wanted to report that back to the council. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Our city engineer here would be happy to answer any questions further about that. But I think that that is the, the best case scenario and it's something that some of the other cities have done. Thank you. Any comments or questions from city council? I would, I would just say, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I would just say we appreciate you going out and doing the field trip. We had, uh, if you weren't here for the last meeting, we had some confusion about, um, well, we weren't confused, but we had some questions about whether or not we put that higher wattage versus lower wattage and how would we transition. I think this is a great solution so that as you look at the tapestry of the city, it doesn't look like some patchwork quilt of odd density lighting, you know. So I think this is a really good solution. Thank you. I'll support this. Thank you. <coughs> Since this is a receive and file and uh, with input to staff, I just that you have everything you need. Unless there's any other input, no, we are we are uh, good to go on this item. I did want to make one more comment uh, based on uh, Mayor Pro Tem Gamble's comment. Is it, it it really does make a very nice pronouncement when someone when a motorist is approaching the intersections that will have the higher wattage. So the rest of the city would be sort of a blanket, and it really announces to the to the motorist that you're approaching an intersection, which you know can enhance the driving experience. So. Well, thank you, and I support it as well. Um, a lot of work done on this, and it's going to be a, a definite improvement. Thank you. Item 10, matters presented by the mayor and council members. 10-1, committee assignment reports. Um, Orange County Fire Authority, Mayor Pro Tem Gamble. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Going to make Amy so happy. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, our last meeting was our first meeting with uh, the new board. In our last meeting, we um, uh, bid a fond farewell to several board members who had termed out, and we uh, swore in several new board members. So it's uh, every two years we have a large contingent of new board members that come on to OCFA, and we start all our work anew with them. So we spent the majority of our time in closed session reviewing the um, progression of the union negotiations and the various bargaining units we have. So what is before you today is I'm really thrilled to announce this is what's going to make Amy happy because I said, Amy, if I forget this, please in interrupt me. I mean, just jump up and down, wave, whistle, do something. Um, I want to um, announce to everyone that on March 4th uh, at One Fire Authority Road in Irvine will be our our OCFA open house. This is the first open house that we've had in several years due to the pandemic, due to the COVID virus. And this is a really fun day. And so OCFA has put together a little video to showcase the things that we do on that day. So Amy's happy because I'm gonna say roll it, Amy. Right. Meet your local firefighters and learn how to keep your family safe as the Orange County Fire Authority hosts its annual open house. Come out Saturday, March 4th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at our Regional Fire Operations and Training Center, located at 1 Fire Authority Road at the intersection of Jamboree and Tustin Ranch Road in Irvine. There will be no on-site public parking at the event. Instead, we have three convenient off-site parking locations. The first location is Pioneer Middle School. The second location is Peters Canyon Elementary School. And the third location is the Salvation Army. Once parked, you can either take one of our shuttle buses or walk to the event. Visit joinocfa.org forward slash open house for detailed parking information. 
Our new education trailer will be on display so the kids will get to practice fire safety in a realistic environment. Our theme this year is Fire Won't Wait, Plan Your Escape. So be sure to make a home escape plan with your family. You'll get to ride on fire engines, put out make-believe fires, try on firefighter turnouts, and discover fire safety information in a fun-filled environment. We can't wait to see you. Thanks, Amy. So we're looking forward to having a great big turnout on March 4th, uh, 10 o'clock at One Fire Authority Road, and it really is a fantastic, fantastic event for adults and children. Thank you very much, Mr. Thank Mayor. Thank you, and whenever we can, we'd like to recognize the men and women of the Orange County Fire Authority. Thank you so much for being here tonight and all that you do. I'm sure if similar statistics were taken as are taken with the Sheriff's Department and Safest Cities, we would be right there with the work that the men and women of your agency do. Thank you so much. Item two, Orange County Public Library Advisory Board. Council Member Figueroa. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Uh, we got our first Orange County Library Advisory Board meeting this year on January 26. And the majority of the meeting was involved with the restructuring of the different chair positions. And that was the really the entirety of the whole meeting. And I'm very honored this year to be serving as vice chair. So oh, thank you very congrats. much, Mr. Mayor. Wow, congratulations, nice. Item three, Foothill Eastern. Councilmember Beal. Uh, thanks, Mr. Mayor. At our February 9th meeting, the TCA Board of Directors, um, the highlight of our meeting was we approved upgrading the customer service phone system to a new cloud-based platform. So this migration to the cloud-based technology will increase customer convenience and better support the agency's more than 2.2 million fast-track account holders. The upgrade will allow the TCA to add new customer service features, including a self-service, speech-enabled interactive voice response, virtual assistance, and the ability to enhance quality through a call and screen recording feature. So this should be a nice benefit for all the many people that ride our roads every day. Thank you very much. Item 10.2, council member reports or comments, starting from my right. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I um, just wanted to um, <clears throat> say that the mayor and I had the pleasure of welcoming Dance Candy Fitness with our RSM Chamber of Commerce uh, last week. And uh, this is a wonderful new dance studio, so if you need some exercise and want to have fun at the same time, um, please go check them out, and they're in the Pavilion Shopping Center. So welcome to RSM. Thank you. Pro tem. All right, the next regular meeting of the City Council will be held Wednesday, March 8, 2023 at 7 p.m. right here in the City Council Chambers. Meeting adjourned.